0: You're listening to the podcast Bible Companion Series by author P.H. Thompson. This is a chronological Bible study going chapter by chapter, discovering Christ in all of Scripture. This is the summary of the book of Exodus. The Exodus from Egypt is the key event in the life of the nation of Israel, as the cross is the key event in the life of the Church. After 400 years of silence from God as they were enslaved in Egypt, God sent Moses to be their deliverer. While they were in Egypt and prospering, they had no longing for the promised land. It was only when they experienced affliction that they came to recognize that Egypt was not their home. Likewise, until we see our desperate situation and that we are helpless and hopeless sinners, we will see no need to cry out to God to save us. We must realize our spiritual need. It's those who are sick who search out a physician. Likewise, after 400 years of silence in the intertestamental period between Malachi and John the Baptist, people were wondering if God had forgotten them. They were waiting for the promised deliverer, and then Jesus came. So also, when we were under age, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world, but when the set time had come, had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Galatians 4, 3-5 We need to see that like Israel and Egypt, we were also slaves to sin. Romans 6.16 says, Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. That was our helpless and hopeless situation. We could not free ourselves. We needed a deliverer, as Israel did. The word redemption means to purchase someone from slavery for a price. We were on the auction block. God paid a price. That price was the life of his son. He saved us to set us free. 1 Corinthians 7.23 says, You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of human beings. Finally, Jesus is our Exodus, or our way out of slavery to sin. Romans six seventeen eighteen says, "But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness." And also in Romans six twenty two, he says, "But now you have been set free from sin." And have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. The Apostle Paul compares the old way with the new way. For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Silver and gold can't purchase a soul because the ransom for a life is costly. Psalm 49.8 The theme of redemption in the New Testament always links back to Israel's exodus out of Egypt. We see aspects of the story of the exodus from Egypt recapitulated in the life of Jesus. Overall, the book is about the dramatic event of the exodus or going out of Egypt by Israel. On the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus spoke with Moses and Elijah about his decease, which he was about to accomplish. Some versions refer to it as his decease, his departure, his death, his leaving the world, his going out, his exodus, or the way he must take and the end he must fulfill in Jerusalem. Coupled with the phrase of accomplishing his decease, it gives the impression of a great work. Usually death is not referred to as an accomplishment. Israel was in slavery and hardship. We are slaves to sin and suffer under a cruel taskmaster, Satan. The Israelites called out to God for help. When we recognize our situation, we cry out to God in repentance. Israel is called God's firstborn son. Jesus is God's beloved son and the firstborn from the dead. God called Israel out of Egypt. Both Moses and Jesus' lives were threatened as babies and as adults by powerful rulers. Jesus was taken to Egypt for safety and later returned, fulfilling the scripture, Out of Egypt I have called my son. All of the ten plagues demonstrated God's power over the idols of Egypt. Jesus defeats all our enemies. When he was on earth, he cast out demons. Some of the plagues pointed forward to Jesus. Moses turned water to blood. Jesus turned it to wine. The three days of darkness, like the three hours of darkness while Jesus was on the cross. The light in the homes of the Israelites. Jesus as the light of the world, who shined into our hearts, and now we let our light shine before people so they see the works of God. The blood of the Passover lamb provided protection from the wrath of God. The blood of Jesus, our Passover, was shed for us. The Passover lamb was to be without blemish. Jesus was sinless. The Red Sea crossing was a type of baptism. Jesus was baptized. And when we are baptized, we identify with Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. The Israelites would spend 40 years in the wilderness being tempted, one year for each day the spies were in the land. Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days being tempted. The life of the Israelites in the wilderness was marked by disobedience and rebellion. By contrast, Jesus was the true Israel and was obedient to God's mission for him. On the mountain, God appeared in a cloud and revealed his glory to Moses. On the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus was transfigured, revealing his glory to three of his disciples and Moses and Elijah were there talking with him. The manna, bread from heaven, fed the Israelites daily for forty years. Jesus, the bread of life which came down from heaven, gave his life that we might feed on him daily by faith. The rock was struck and water gushed out, quenching their thirst. God struck Jesus, the rock, and living water flowed out of him, so we need never thirst again. Also on the cross, when his side was pierced, Water and blood came out, blood for covering and water for cleansing. Moses acted as a mediator between God and the people, offering to sacrifice himself for their sake. Jesus is the one mediator between God and man, and he really did step in and sacrifice himself on our behalf, so that we no longer need fear God's judgment. They were redeemed for the purpose of worship. We are also saved to worship. God promised relationship to be their God. We enter into relationship with Jesus when we are saved. Jesus is also pictured as the perfect high priest in the various feasts, sacrifices and offerings and priestly garments and as the scapegoat on the day of atonement and in the sin offering and the blood that provides atonement. He is also pictured in the tabernacle itself and the various pieces of furniture within it. There are so many scarlet threads, which we've looked at as we studied each chapter. So through all these images, we see Exodus replayed in the life of Jesus. The book of Exodus links back to Genesis and forward to Leviticus in many ways. This is because Moses is the author of the first five books of the Bible. In Exodus, like at the creation, we see the Israelites fulfilling the command to be fruitful and multiply. We see an enemy, Pharaoh, who is shrewd like the serpent. We see God stepping into history to choose the deliverer, Moses. We see God as the hero of the story, always defending his people. The book looks forward to the book of Leviticus because at the end of the book the tabernacle is built, the priests are consecrated, and the sacrificial system is instituted. Not only did Jesus believe Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, since he quoted him and attributed the law to him, but he said that he himself was in the Old Testament. He says, But do not think I will accuse you before the Father. Your accuser is Moses, on whom your hopes are set. If you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But since you do not believe what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say? also said, Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. Also he said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. In summary, Exodus In Exodus, we see the pattern of salvation. It begins in bondage and slavery. We recognize we are hopeless and helpless. We cry out to God. He provides a Savior and leads us out to freedom and blessing. He defeats all our enemies. He brings us into covenant with Him and leads us to worship. He provides all we need. But the initiative was God's. He saw. He heard. He sent. And we've talked about the issue of how to decide which laws carry over into the New Testament era and which are done away with or fulfilled in Christ. But the law, in particular the Ten Commandments, still have a purpose today, and that is in the area of evangelism. The evangelist Ray Comfort uses the approach, law to the proud, grace to the humble. As he approaches a stranger to share the gospel, If they claim to be good enough to get to heaven, he'll ask them to take a little test. Have you ever taken God's name in vain, saying, OMG, for example? Of course. Have you ever stolen anything, even something small? Yes, they'll say. Everyone has. What do you call someone who steals? A thief. Have you ever told a lie? Yes, many times. What do you call someone who lies? A liar. Jesus said that anyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with them in their heart. Have you ever lusted after anyone? If they pause, he reminds them that they already admitted they were liars. Yes, of course. So, we've just looked at four of the Ten Commandments. And how would you say you did, pass or fail? Fail. If God were to judge you based only on the Ten Commandments, where do you think you'd go, heaven or hell? Hell. Now that they are no longer proud because the law has broken them, then he shares the good news of the gospel. You've been listening to the Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and comment. Continue listening for the introduction to the book of Leviticus. May God bless the study of his word.